Welcome back to Dark Nexus. Tonight, it's Act 2, Chapter 40. What? what? Oh my god. It's late morning on the 4th of Neth, our first full day in Thrushmore. So, uh, so far today, we fought a revenant, investigated an incomprehensible artifact, reassured ourselves that Captain Freeling isn't going to kidnap all the survivors from the <laughs> asylum, cleaned up a bit, performed some light breaking and entering at the book layers, observed some murals, spotted a fish man, walked mm. briefly through a part of one of Ray's nightmares, though he chose not to follow that path to its destination, and and we made contact with Cassadia Rents and the Sleepless Agency. Based on where you've chosen to go and who you've chosen to talk to so far, it's been tricky, but not, not impossible. Not impossible sailing to get folks to hear you out and actually give you some information. But of course, your main sources thus far have been the folks on the Selen Starling, who ain't from around here and only arrived very recently. And Cassadia Rents, who has, who has available to her a sky-high sense motive check, a group of employees <laughs> with sky-high sense motive checks, and a particular employee with the ability to detect thoughts. Mm. And it does seem as though perhaps there wasn't much in the way of personal relationships with the four of you in the before times, though they certainly all knew who you were, except for Dora, notably. So, Cassadia has taken your story of amnesia and trauma at face value for now, and given you some information with the promise of more if you prove yourselves by deeds and not just by words. But what do we know? We know that folks are disappearing. It's safe to assume that it's mostly happening at night, the way the place seals up after dark. We know most of the figures of authority in town are supposedly gone. But the places where most figures of authority in Thrushmore reside Iris Hill and Fort Hale course have also been sealed up, so who knows for sure. With the Count, the Magistrate, the Old Constable, Grip, and the Priestess gone, folks seem to have turned to Cassadia, but it also seems as though she and her team are pretty overwhelmed. Can't keep up with everything. And rumors are spreading that it's the Briarstone Witch causing all the mayhem. That she's returned after 700 years and that another Thrushmore vanishing is perhaps in the works. Now, Cassadia seemed to not be super invested in this rumor, either not trusting the sources or maybe not wanting it to turn out to be true. It's hard to tell, maybe a mix. You just agreed to talk to some folks at the fish market about what they know. There's more, of course, but those are the highlights just to get your brains back on where we're at after a week off here. But we left off with Annie approaching Grip eyeing his outerwear and saying, I know what you did. The Inquisitor, who bears notable resemblance to Winter, not familial, but certainly cultural, occupational, societal, she eyes the back meeting room where Cassadia is gathering up her team to presumably debrief after your conversation. She looks Grip in the eyes and says, come outside with me, this is for us alone. I think you can say whatever you need to say to me in front of these people. You know what I did? Well, that's fucking great. Everyone knows what Grip did. So tell me what you have to tell me. Very well. These things that you wear, they were not her. They were merely objects that passed through her life and touched her body. But there are things of hers that touched her loyalties and her soul. To you. Her faith knife. You will return it to me. Along with her badge. Keep the rest. I do not care. But these things, they were winter. And they will never be yours. When she says when she says the name winter, you see <laughs> No, she allows you to see a little bit of a tear welling up in her eyes. I don't have either of those things, do I? Myself? You do not. Those that might know where they are can remind Robert. Did you show... You showed that badge to someone, didn't you? Is that what... I did not show the badge to anyone. I did mention it. The knife was given to Boston. And those are things that Grip would definitely know, as you're, yeah. as you're pondering how you want to respond to that. Mm-hmm. But as you, as you are pondering how you want to respond to that... Um, Roni, 
I still have to make myself yes. say Roni. I keep wanting to say Gull because I've been saying that now for th- years, years, years. Uh, Roni reaches into his jacket and pulls out the badge and flips it in the air towards her. Oh, what color me shocked, Johnny? She catches it with a little surprised nod at you. I got nothing but respect for Winter. She kept the people alive. She tried to keep us alive until she was killed. And this guy right here, this kid, he was the one that spoke after she died. And if you would have heard it, you'd have been proud. Do you have her blade? I don't. A guy by the name of Valston has it. I had it, I gave it to him. He was the second in command. He is still alive? He is. Is he on this boat? He is. Valston, you say? Yeah, but you don't get to take it from him. If he decides he wants to give it to you, that's okay by me. I'll repay him for it. But if I find out that you tried to take it from him, then we got a problem. Very well. Well, this is not how I expected this to go. Yeah, I don't think we did either. Anything else? Yes, there is something else. Well, get on with it. We got things to do. She's staring at you now again, Grip. I have not yet decided for myself if you are truly intending to make yourself useful here. But if you are, get yourself up to that fucking fort where you work and find out what happened to Omari. It was where she was heading when I last saw her, and they claim she never made it. I know this is not true. It is your lieutenant who's running the place now. Who's Omari? Winter's boss. My boss. Well, I I planned on going up there anyway to begin with, but don't talk to me like you're the one that signs my fucking paychecks. What's a check? Do we know what a check is? Is that a thing? (laughs) (laughs) Or did I just invent uh, uh, some sort of banking? This sounds like some good form of payment. I will look into it. (laughs) (laughs) But you get the idea. I do. (laughs) Toodles. All right. So we've got fish market. We've got... I got to go to the fort at some point, I guess. I need to stop by the uh, the smithy and pick up some stuff to make my gun work better. But I got to spend some funds to do that. I got to spend like 150 gold piece of party funds to do that, if everybody is okay. But my stuff is what makes me useful. No, I mean, what's our funds situation? You know, we have about 600 gold piece. <laughs> Wait. What? We have about 600 gold pieces. We have nothing. How do we, we have get about 600? 600 gold pieces worth of stuff. Oh my God. It's all really? tucked inside the handy haversack. Yeah. Well, I want to say, Rony, you are more than just your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> was that Ray or was that Paul? I don't know. Uh, sounded like Ray. It sounded like Ray. I felt I, I was going to say it, Paul to Johnny, and then it felt like Ray to Ray to Roni. I don't know the way you were kind of clutching that uh, that one holy symbol before you chucked it in the water makes me uh, not so sure. I want to know where my church is. All right. So we're all going to split up and go to these individual places. Right? Absolutely. This is so not what I expected. I'll so, go with no. it. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that that's what we should do. I was. <laughs> I was really suggesting that mostly in jest. Door, you going to the castle? <laughs> so door to the castle. Grip to the fish yeah. market. Uh, Roni to the. Grip's uh, going to the fort for one thing, and I. I just want to be where the very well armored fighter is. Well, the the starting point to disprove the witch is the fish market, right? Is that where they suggested we start? Yes, Cassadia gave you the name Tolly Remsatter as one of three guys that was spreading some information about having apparently seen the witch, and they are uh, they would be vending in the fish market midday like this. Could you pull up the the map? I can. That would be great. I didn't know if we were going to get into a fight with Annie, so I just kept that <laughs> kept that battle map up. I didn't know either. All right, so here we are back on the main town map. 
So closest is the fish market. Uh, where is this cave? You'll uh, have to find out from, from the fishmongers. The, fish the silver wagon is the inn or the bar? Silver wagon is the inn. The, the stain, stain the is stain. the bar. Yes. And I like the sound of that place. <laughs> um, when I was looking at like the blue person on the hill, which might have something to do with this, where was that located? Iris Hill. Got it. So like the opposite direction. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So fish market? Fish market will tell us um, yes. where our next destination is on that vein. I right, let's go to the fish market first and do see what's Do you intend to go up to the fort? Yeah, I'm not going to do it first. I don't like the way she talked to me about it, and I'm going to do it in my own fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> You're a rebel. Excellent. So we head back down Market Street to the fish market, and uh, we're a little bit later in the day now, and as we're approaching that market square there with a, with a long string of... Uh, Larger houses, businesses, etc., coming off the big bridge here, and there's also a public pier. Uh, there are a few more people out and about this time of day. You get past the base of the bridge, and you're heading over towards this two-story open building lined with stalls for fishmongers. You know, there's only, uh, I would say, maybe a third of capacity there at this point. You hear a guy yelling across the way. Doom! 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 And you see a, a worn-down, run-down, weather-beaten, wild-eyed guy coming out of the stalls. He's like a, like a late, middle-aged human dude. He's covered in sores and mud. He's wearing this flea-bitten, nasty old green shirt. His hair is long. It hasn't been washed in maybe years. He's a little red-eyed and wobbly on his feet, but it, he doesn't appear to be intoxicated. And he, he catches sight of the group of you and seems to kind of like his eyes blearily pass over Roni and Grip and decide not to engage, but they see Ray and he locks these red eyes with you, Ray. And he, oh, it's you. Your sins, your sins brought this down on all of us. You brought her here. You opened the gates of hell. And Ariadne came pouring out into our dreams, into our town. And now the vanishing is nigh. He's approaching pretty quickly. It's nigh. It's nigh. She's going to drag us all into the lake. Ray casts Soda Voce. Uh-huh. What does this do? Uh, your dry, rasping whisper fills a living creature of four or fewer hit dice with unnatural dread. The affected creature must make a will save or be shaken for one round. Oh, shit. <laughs> and the phylactery burns a hole in his pocket. Just not fucking around. <laughs> and the way... Yeah, what do um, you say? So he's screaming and running at Ray, and Ray puts his finger to his lips and goes, Shh. And the sound of his hushing voice reverberates in the man's ears echoing and creating a sound like a space, like a huge space, like a cathedral space echoing with this hushing sound and it overwhelms him. He can make a saving throw. Is, are, we, are we aware of this at all? Oh yeah. Yeah. And this is the first time Ray's cast a spell, right? Yes. So he's just finding this in this moment right? based on... His just at this moment, this is how he's reacting to this guy running at him. The man immediately shits himself and falls to the ground, whimpering and wailing. Oh, I'm so, I'm so, I'm so, oh, 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 we're all doomed. We're all doomed. So much for low profile. What was that you just did? He was coming at me. I'm not having that today. I guess not. So the guy is now scrambling on his ass backwards in the mud. Sir, you must be Tolly. We've come to help you. You spoke of Ariadne the witch. I know a good deal about her. We're all doomed! He gets up and runs away, and you see, there's there are people in the fish market now pocket of vendors, pocket of people shopping. When you say you must be Tolly, you do eyeball a whole bunch of people 
look at one of the fishmongers. Mm. Uh, not Tolly. <laughs> that was not yes. Tolly. So you see uh, okay, so uh, a fisherman with like go. a shaved head yeah. covered in old like pox scars is standing behind D- his Dora stall. Dora approaches him. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. You're Tolly, aren't you? I are. <laughs> God, are you a fish person? <laughs> no, I didn't say that. Uh, are you pushing by yourself or are the rest of you coming with Oh, no. Totally following. I'm, I'm following, but I'm also. Grip is trying to keep an uh, Looking to see who's looking at us. Everybody's looking <laughs> at you. Everybody's watching you, Grip, to see what you're going to do next. All right. If anyone is looking at me like they're hard, I'm going to. I will return eye contact back. I'm not going to move towards anyone, but. Um, no one is looking like they're hard. They're all looking like maybe if you blink, they can run away. <laughs> they look fucking terrified of you. I'm going to let them keep feeling that for okay. the moment. But you're not going to get in anybody's face. No. You're going to let Dora approach. It's yes. really our okay. only choice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's true. What else? Well, I could start singing lullabies, but I don't know that that would uh, do it. But yes, so uh, I will not get in anyone's face. Okay, so so far you've you've encountered... Leveled, capable ship captains and leveled, capable international investigators. They've responded to you in one way. These people are all just beside themselves with fear at the sight of the gaggle of you. Not Dora, but um, that's just because they don't know you. Um, but they do They do know. They would be if they They if might they be did. the most scared of you. If they knew you, they'd be terrified of you too. Okay, so yeah, he said his name is Tolly. I understand you're the person to speak to if we want more information about what's been going on. These things that have been attributed to the Briarstone Witch, Ariadne. Ah, you want to know about the witch? I know a good deal about the witch. I want to know what's going on here. I don't know what you mean. What do you mean? The disappearances that have been attributed to her? Well, she's... She's taken them, isn't she? She's taken them into the lake. How do you know? Well, because I, I... I saw her, I did. Can you tell me what you saw? Spare old, no detail, please. It's an old cave. Up the shore away. It's an old smuggler's cave. And, well, I was coming home with my catch about a, a week ago, a little over a week ago. And you see the two guys with the stalls right near him. One is a guy with a... Old, old man with a lazy eye. And the other is a... Younger guy with bad skin condition, flaky red skin. Looks very painful. They like all he nod. shouldn't be out of the water. They all nod. <laughs> they just all look. They all look a little fishy, worn down, not in the best health. Yeah. Well, I was taking my cash home about a week ago, a little over a week ago. I passed this cave, and well, there she was. There's this little, this little beach. There, and she's out there and on the dirt and she, was, she had a fire going and, and she was dancing on the fire and you know, she tried to well she, she tried to dazzle me with her mind powers but my mind is like a steel trap it is you know, I fought her off I've been telling everybody to avoid that area can you tell me what she looked like well she looked like the witch she was she was all in black and long white hair, and she was dancing in the fire. No, the guy with the lazy eye. Well, maybe she was dancing behind the fire. <laughs> oh, shut up, two bits. <laughs> I saw what I saw. I'm pretty sure she was dancing in the fire, and she was incanting, and, and she tried. She tried to ensorcel me. I am. It's very impressive that you escaped her. Nobody's taken much interest in my story. Why do you want to know? Well, I'd like to investigate it. Here, you wanna, you wanna make a sacrifice to her? <laughs> Shut up, two bits. No. You, you want, you want a what? Can you show us on the beach where you saw her? <laughs> Constable, you, you know where the old smuggler's cave is, right? Can you remind him? There are some holes in my fucking memory, so if you could. Kindly remind me. Yes, sir. Of course, sir. Yeah. I, I'm sorry for for delaying. All right, then. Do Can I make a heel check on these people to see, like, is there anything that I would be able to do to be able to help them in any way? 
Yes, make a check. 24. These appear to be chronic conditions that you could probably use your heel, heel skill in a long-term care sort of fashion to spend some days with them, advising them on the best way to deal with their various skin conditions and old, natty, infected scars. Okay. It doesn't, it doesn't appear as though they're suddenly sick because of something. These seem like people who are dealing with chronic lifelong conditions. I mean, it's right at the shore about, about, and I could take you out in my boat. It's about 20 minutes up there if you want to go. In which direction? Ah, uh, that away. Close to the stain or close to the chapel? Uh, points to the northwest in the stain direction. Kind of back towards Briarstone Isle, but obviously not, not all the way out there. So he's describing basically a small secluded beach tucked into those very tall cliffs you were seeing. Mm -hmm. As he says that, probably those of you with more criminal minds in your past, which I guess is all of you, you were all fucking crooks. Um, (laughs) I am 11 days old. Crook. I said in your past. I said in your past. Dora Um, has no past. past. There you go. Uh, would dirt certainly eye that as there's probably a lot of little places like that tucked in there that are hard to see, imp- nearly impossible to reach from the land above because the cliffs are so steep, hard to spot from the sea with all of the fog out there, not the sea, the lake with all of the fog out there, kind of, the kind of places like if you know that they're there, they're easy to find, you know, because they're not blocked off, but they're, if you don't know that they're there, you, you go right, you, you know, you sail right past them. Shall we take him up on his offer? Is there uh, anybody who can watch a stall for you, sir? Oh, yeah. Gern? Gern? Yeah, watch your fucking stall. The guy with the... Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) (laughs) He complains about time being a flat circle and said he'll watch the stall for however long it takes. You know this gentleman's name is what again that's going to take us? Tolly. Tolly Rensadder. Tolly. I'm going to make a sense motive check to if I can determine if he thinks... Dead might be better sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's uh, wow. Oh. oh my god. Sometimes, sometimes dead is better. So we're gonna jump into Tolly Rimsatter's boat. Is that the plan? Yeah, I love it. Okay, great. Let's do. So Tolly and Gurn and Old Two Bits are kind of talking to each other, getting things organized to have their their stall covered. And Grip, you do see a. A little girl, like a tent, yes, about a ten-year-old girl near one of the stalls, pale, dirty blonde hair, wearing thick overalls, dirty Henley. She's staring daggers at you, and she is, like, stifling tears as she's staring at you with what seems to be a mix of hate and fear. You know, everyone's looking at you with a mix of fear and anxiety. She's the one that seems to have hate mixed into it. Does she by any chance look at all like she might be related to that kid in the vision? When Dora sees her, yeah. Yeah, could could be a, not a twin, but probably a sister. Dora will message that to, to Grip. Okay. The little one, you look mad at me too. Everyone looks at me like they're mad. You can approach her just a little bit. In as non-threatening a way as he can be to a little girl who yes. probably has good cause to be terrified. Yes. Um, he's he's gonna he's not gonna like he's he's fed up with everyone. You know, he I, I think his patience level for people being you did this awful thing is gonna wear real thin. Yeah. Um, but he's he's dropping like he's gonna he's gonna try to let that wash off him. Yeah, with yeah. this and just say I, I don't doubt you've got cause you've hated me is what you need to do then do it but I'm not going to harm you Constable just let him go just let him go just let who go child you already ruined his life why can't you stop why can't you stop just let him go let him go Dora crouches down in front of her and tries to comfort her. Mm-hmm. Where is your brother? He took him. To the fort? Wherever he takes everybody. I don't know where he's... What's his name? My brother? Yes. Shoal. 
He, did, he didn't do anything. You're probably right. Just yeah. let him go. And well, she she moves forward a little bit, and she, you know, as such a futile gesture from someone like less than a third your size, but she tries to like pound on your in your leg, um, which you be, you know you barely feel, but she's right. uh, she's hitting as hard as she can, and she's 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 very very upset. As gently as I can, I'll just hold her little her, her wee little fists yeah. and say. There's no reason for you to believe or understand what I'm going to tell you. But I don't remember doing that to your brother. I don't remember where I took him. But I suspect I'm going to find that out very soon. You find him. You find him. And then she runs off into the arms of a hunched back woman. So by that point, uh, Tolly has got his shit together and I, uh, well, follow me this way, constable. Take you right up there. Thank you, Mr. Remsetter. Aye, uh, We pile into Tolly Remsetter's rowboat, and he rows you up the shore. And now it's it's about, you know, it's getting on to midday now, and it's still just kind of as gray as it ever was, and as drizzly as it ever was, grim and dark. You uh, row about 20 minutes to the northwest on the coast here, underneath the shadow of these 100 foot, 200 foot, I found out what kind of stone it is, limestone cliffs. Um, and they're all- This is exactly like my hometown. <laughs> they're, they're, uh, they're all covered with moss and lichen and bird droppings. And there is a sort of a constant howl of diseased seabirds kind of soaring <laughs> overhead and shitting. Great. Is a- that give you give you a vibe here for yeah. what we're going into, and then we make our way up to this little this little smuggler's cove. This is fun. This is what I'm talking about. This is some this is, this is some good old fourth level fun here. Oh yeah, good old CR four fun. Let's just. Try I'm not. To I'm not, I'm not promising CR four, <laughs> but I am promising fourth level fun. <laughs> just keep totally fun. rem satter alive. That's. So wait, what does everybody think the the real thing is? What do you mean? I think there really is a witch, but I don't think that we're going to meet the witch today. We're not meeting the Briarstone witch to like book five. <laughs> what, are we, what are we really meeting today? Some sort of hag. Hag? Some sort of hag is yeah. my guess. Oh, that's an interesting call. Anybody one. else got a guess? Anybody else got a guess? Cultists. Cultists, okay. It's we got a hag, fun. we got cultists. Cult, but yeah, true. Well, he only saw one. Only yeah. Saw she was dancing in fire. So oh, maybe or maybe behind the fire. The fire. Well, I don't trust two bits <laughs> as far as I can throw them. Uh, I thought it was tool Maybe part bits. of his story was a fish story. but I think it's a demon. Uh, I, I think it's, it's a, a demon? straight up demon, yeah. I think it might, could be an elementally thing. Mm-hmm. What would be drawn to a place like this? <laughs> what kind it's of so, hammer horror sort of monster normal. could it be? <laughs> you know what? It, it's probably just like this is where like the local kids go to party and stuff and he just saw like one of them doing a dance maybe it's Debus. just gonna be covered in uh, beer bottles and yeah just like in just like in Jaws <laughs> cigarette butts peace signs yeah. Yeah. And... yeah okay I'm gonna bring you to a map whoa and there we go so you find yourself on a small strip of muddy sand just choked with weeds and fungus and lichen it's about 20 feet deep, 30 feet wide, pretty small there, sitting at the entrance of a low cave draped heavily with a curtain of vines. Looks like tangled green hair. I can take some perception checks. I can take some knowledge nature checks. And uh, Dora coughs, getting off the oh. boat. I would also like to make a survival check to see if there's any, before anybody really starts to walk around. Before anybody sets foot on the yeah, ground. Yeah, Great. kind sure. of like start. For sure. Looking at the ground to see if there's any kind of tracks or anything. So make some of those rolls, and I'll gather the ones that are interesting. Ray casts Remove Sickness. And Dora feels better for the moment. Thank you, Ray. Let me know how much valuable information grips 11 perception check got. (laughs) Let's start with Roni's survival check before anybody sets foot onto the beach there. What'd you get there, John? Uh, Straight up 10. I got a whole lot of nothing. 
Okay, you would notice there is what appears to be a, a preponderance of tracks in the dirty ground here. Humanoid boot prints, a bunch of them. Uh, with a check like that, hard to tell how many, how recent, but it does seem like this is a fairly trafficked area. That people like are coming from a boat and coming here? Exactly, okay. exactly. Like probably mooring right where I've got you on the map here, which is the easiest place to just uh, pull up and step out of the boat onto the onto the uh, the dirt there. What about knowledge and nature checks from those that are trained? How about uh, Ray? Ray got a 23. Oh, wow. And uh, Roni? 12. <laughs> okay. Ray. Oh, this is fun. I like that it's you. <laughs> so sitting there, sulking in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> You, you don't know me. Hair over one eye. As as Roni is, you know, actively probing the beach for signs of of tracks and stuff, you're kind of gazing off to the to the side there, off to the east, and you notice what appears to be a whole bunch of mushrooms and leaves that look very poisonous and you know, they seem to be they seem to have been extensively harvested, so you're kind of looking at remains of patches of these kind of mushrooms, but what you're seeing the remnants of puts you in mind of a very, very poisonous vegetation, perhaps hallucinogenic mushrooms, perhaps uh, lethal leaves. It seems like uh, this is a little area here where either naturally has grown a whole bunch of dangerous narcotic substances or somebody has cultivated a whole bunch of dangerous, poisonous, sickening, and hallucinogenic fungi and uh, leaves down here. And what about those perception checks? Uh, what about uh, Grip? How about an 11? Hey, what about uh, Dora? 25. Nice, Ronnie. 10. I love it. Ray? <laughs> 22. Okay, okay. So Ray is sort of keyed in with watchful eyes to what appears to be very, very dangerous plant life in this area. And as Dora sitting next to him is, you know, spotting where he's looking and, and Ray's eyes track over to this perfectly harmless curtain of vines, the two of you do notice vines amidst the curtain seem to be moving slightly without any propulsion by wind or uh, any other environmental conditions. So Dora reaches over to Grip and to Roni and points at the vines. Does it look like they're moving just purely of their own accord or moving as if there could be something behind the vines, like a person? No, it looks as though the vines might be moving of their own accord. So more like a writhing than a... Than a exactly. Give me another knowledge nature check, the two of you that can make those. 22. Ooh. Unbelievable. I rolled another 10. I love it. I'm wondering if, I, as I look at this, can I make like a uh, craft alchemy check on the mushrooms and stuff? Like, would I be... Yeah, certainly when, when Ray points them out to you. We, okay. We can get into that for sure. Um, at this at this moment, you don't recognize what you're seeing in the Curtain of Vines, but Ray does. There appears to be, amidst this tangle of mundane vines and leaves and so forth, what is called an assassin vine, mm-hmm. which is a plant creature. Gonna love this, Dora. Yes, I'm sure it's Mindless. thoroughly immune to mind-affecting effects. A mature assassin vine consists of a main vine about 20 feet long with smaller vines up to five feet long branching off from the main stem. It's a carnivorous plant that collects its own grizzly fertilizer by grabbing and crushing animals and depositing the carcasses into its roots. You know that they are able to detect the minutest movements in the earth and the air and changes in light and heat through their broad leaves, giving them exceptional awareness in the nature of blind sight. As plants, they are immune to mind-affecting effects, paralysis, poison, polymorph, sleep, and stun. You do know that they have the ability to grab and constrict. That is how they kill their prey. Hmm. You know one more thing. You also know that they have the ability to cause plants within 30 feet 
to spontaneously erupt, grow, and wrap around all creatures in the area. Great. Like an entangle spell, sort of. Mundane plants, just regular old plants. Like the plants covering like the, the entire beach. poisonous plants covering the entire beach. Meat. In this case, Ray would guess, looking at the ground cover there, that it's probably going to be the vines and grasses and stuff in the earth that would, that would do this if it decided to use that ability. But I have one thing I can use against it. If the intent is Detect to psychic significance. <laughs> and, and what would that be? I can try to weaken it. Not as long as no one's standing next to it. <laughs> and uh, and Ray, yeah, that was a good roll. Mm. I'll give you one more thing. It's got cold and fire resistance. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. Who ever heard of a plant with fire resistance? That's, That's all ridiculous. I'm going to give you. That's all I'm going to give you. Well, that's a lot. Y'all might be surprised by how much Ray knows about plants. Yeah. Yeah, nature boy. I know I was. You do note for yourself how easy it was to recognize poison. Right. Poisonous plants (laughs) that would probably (laughs) stick out to you. Roni, it does appear that over here was a garden of poisonous plants. Maybe your alchemical knowledge can decipher what this was all for. Yeah, give me a check. Yeah. 16. You do see the signs of someone very skilled. Uh, This is not, this was probably not all naturally found here. You you see the signs of cultivation and harvest by somebody who knows what these plants are and how to use them and has probably taken the proper bits in order to make potions, poisons, tinctures, etc. Like a Dr. Gulliver Vaticus. Might. Oh, maybe so. Maybe so. Let's see, the sixteen. This is that that I think this is the reason why my why I'm not focused on what is happening right now is that I'm thinking that this might be a place that Doctor Vaticus frequented. I think. Let's see. Between the two of you, as you're talking this through, you would recognize signs of belladonna, of flay leaf, bloodroot. Flay leaf is well, bloodroot is a hallucinogen. Flay leaf is a highly addictive hallucinogenic sedative. Belladonna is a straight-up poison. And you believe you see the remnants of a very rare mushroom called muscaria, which is a addictive hallucinogenic mushroom that is commonly used by shamans to engender dream visions. It heightens people's knowledge, but... uh, Get some kind of hooked and brain foggy. Does any of those things sound familiar to the the visions that we've experienced? Or the stuff that I know about Dr. Vaticus? I would say, as you're pondering this over, and you're you're thinking about, you know, what little you knew of Dr. Vaticus's reputation in the before times, mm-hmm. based on this uh, psychometry vision that Dora told you about with the fizzy blue liquid, mm-hmm. y- you're, you're, I would think Roni would be thinking, it sounds like Vaticus's bag was more chemical than uh, natural herbal. Narc- herbal. Yes, okay. exactly, exactly. Is there any kind of check to be made about like the the yellow sign in the this the cult where where literally we ran into some where they were just trying to get high and trying to do different things, or if that if there's any kind of connection to that. Or anything we learned about the Briarstone Witch, the library. And the I don't know even if we've made a check on Haster level four, have we? I don't know. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I'll, I'll, give me a knowledge religion check. Let's let's make one. Stuff is shaking loose. We're seeing new stuff. <laughs> We're thinking about stuff in our little boat. As Tolly's like, oh, yeah, I'd love to get out of here as soon as possible. Natural one. Um, Boy, Ray does not want... And I does think, let's note know. this too, Ray does not want to process Haster. I think there is something in his brain that is like, nope, don't go there. Don't I go there. I think the check mm. I made on him was history, and it was around, wasn't it around people it being like a fad to have parties? You used like, the word fad, and I said not a fad. Not a fad, mm. but like, that wasn't the word I meant. I meant like it was in fashion to... They're very open about thing. it. It yes. was like decadent. So at that time, basically, Ray remembered the name, and you asked, like, would I know anything about 
common worship mm-hmm. practices, and that's when this topic of yeah. you associate worship with Hester with high cultural events, maybe disguising acts of bloodletting among plays. Honest to God, plays. <laughs> The mushroom, the effect of the mushroom reminds Ray of the uh, treatment of Oliver Zandalus and how he was forced to hallucinate repeatedly and, and um, experience these dream states, wondering if this was connected to that. Yeah, I guess, you you know, knowing what you do know about what happened to Oliver Zandalus, you know, he was captured by a cult of Haster and he was forced to participate in... Uh, all sorts of hallucinogenic drug experiences, yes. 18 religion. Which is not quite getting to the realm where people would know about this. Let's give that 18 the the confirmation of, yes, 100%, you do, you do recall that uh, a, a big part of the Haster worship experience is, is narcotic. Great. I think we keep getting like 17 and 18. Yeah. Yeah. We're just not quite, not quite cresting over the difficulty level for elder gods yet. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the vines, the, the, the writhing vines, the, the assassin's vine. Yeah. Assa- assassin singular? Assassin vine. Uh, it's like as big as, okay. it's like as big as a boa constrictor. Right. And it is up here in the north directly across from where we are coming ashore. Yeah, it is It is amidst the tangle of vines that is uh, the mouth of the cave. That is covering the mouth of the cave. Well, did we come here to not go in the cave? No, we came here to go in the cave. Then I guess we're going to have to deal with that. Alright, stepping out onto the beach. Aye, this boat's pretty cramped for the fire. I might stay in the boat. So far, doors in the boat. <laughs> is Ptolemy staying in the boat? Oh, Tolly's not. Tolly, he's probably not even going to stay here after we get off the boat. Yeah, give me a sense motive check. (laughs) No, who am I kidding? He's terrified of grip. He's he's not going to leave you. He's not going to leave you. Good because I I rode a very poor. Yeah, just just to make sure when I when I get off the boat, I said you better be here when we come back. I (laughs) are. All right. So what's the plan? We're facing a cave mouth with an assassin vine. We can. See it. I can fire a, a, a weakening ray at it and hope that it at least makes it a bit easier. But uh, I'd rather do it when none of you are close. But why don't you? Why don't you do that and then I'll rush it. I love it. And then we'll start hitting it. <laughs> Great. Uh, um, are there little rocks around and things? A hundred percent. Great. So we're gonna fight the assassin vine. And we're gonna we're gonna it sounds like what I'm hearing is we're gonna give Dora I mean, we could talk to it, but we're gonna give Dora the lead off shot with a ray of enfeeblement yes. Yes. and then uh, kick into high gear. I hope that it works. Is everybody on the map where they want to be? We've got Grip, Roni, and Ray in the lion, Dora in the rowboat. <laughs> yes. Uh well, I better check to make and sure I can Yeah, Dora's got range. I've got range. Yeah. So I'm happy I'm happy in the boot. Yes. So Roni's gonna edge down a little further away. Yep. And oh, okay, interesting. So we have swap positions here. Ray's in the front, followed by Grip and Roni. We're now in a, a line of charging. So is, the way this is going to go is, like, is she doing the... She'll get the surprise round, basically. Yeah. Then we'll roll initiative. Can, can we all... Can I do something in the surprise round? Can I take a feat? Sure, yes. He is going to take improved grapple. What are you armed with, Ray? Morningstar. What are you armed with, Roni? Gun. You want to take a shot in the oh, surprise round, too? Absolutely. Great. So we'll let Dora fire, Roni fire... Grip has taken his surprise round action to glean a feat. What was it? Improved grapple? Improved grapple. And Ray, you got an action in the surprise round. What's your plan? Oh, I'll just give a uh, guidance to Grip. Excellent. Fantastic. I am also going to go ahead and uh, drink an extract. You could give a guidance to everyone. Yes, we definitely. lost a minute. All right. Guidance, Mm. guidance, guidance, guidance. Everybody gets a guidance from Ray's infernal power. You get a guidance and you get a guidance. Use that infernal wisdom to the party's benefit. <laughs> what uh, extract are you drinking there, Johnny? All of a sudden, uh, you see the bits of sand and stuff kind of bouncing off of a shield. Shield. I love it. Nice. All right, Dora, give me a ranged touch attack with your ray here. Dora uh, summons the lusty feelings and pictures the shearing off of a man's long hair and fires a green ray at this assassin vine. 17 range touch, 18 with the guidance. Any shame with that? I 
I only have one left. I'm not using it on a vine. <laughs> that is a successful hit. The ray slams into the vine, which then wiggles and pokes out of the curtain of vines, and you get a full sense of it is monstrously large, tucked back inside this cave. Go ahead and roll the strength penalty that you apply. Well, the strength penalty that I rolled is an eight. Oh! oh it does awesome. get a fortitude save for half. DC 15. Natural 20. Oh. All right, so, so that's half. Four. four strength penalties. That's still minus good. two. That's still, still real good. good. That's huge, Dora. Now you just stay in the boat. I'll just throw rocks at it from the boat now. Ronan, give me that shot. Alchemical Torch goes off. Oh, 27. That, that's a natural 20. Natural 20. Oh. That was a natural 20. Oh, my God. Crit Confirm is a 10, but I am going to spend a point of... Uh, I'm going to spend two points of inspiration in this moment yes. to try to make that crit go off. For a five, for a 15. Critical hit with the yes. Mammothin Alchemical Torch. <laughs> Time yes. for a crit. All right. Uh, roll that damage. All right. Lovely. First one, right? First one. Yeah. yeah. Th- well, this is the second second time. Oh, was, right. But you was, rolled like it was garbage one, damage. One, two, right, right, right. one. All right. Let's see. Here we go. Do this. So this is D8s. 4D8 damage. 4D8. Oof. Come on. Oh, only 14. 14. Jeez. All right. 14 is good. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, that's still a lot of <laughs> damage with Bistol. Yeah. So we've knocked four points off its strength, 14 hit points worth of damage. Everybody roll initiative. We're in combat. All right. Dora. 17. Grip. 21. Nice. 17? Yes. Assassin Divine got too. Anybody else get a 17? 17. 17. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, what's uh, everybody's dex? Plus two. Plus three. And Ray. 20. All right. Wow. Everybody was on it this time. <laughs> All right. Here we are. It's the top of round one. Grip, you are up. You know, you can only see the sort of writhing edge between this tangle of, of vines, but you know it's much, much bigger than you've so far been able to see. What do you do? Uh, would you say it's chargeable? It appears as though the vegetation on this shore is not thick enough to impede movement or make it difficult terrain, so you could charge from this distance. Also, is the plant intimidated uh, that I used to be the constable? <laughs> <laughs> the, plan, the plant wants to accuse you of multiple things, but uh, doesn't have the ability to speak. Constabulary is not one of the things it wishes to accuse you of. Excellent. Then I'm going to charge and attack with Red Destiny. I, I took the improved grapple more for its defensive capabilities right now. I am gonna, I'm gonna stabby stab with the sword. Unless the not any knowledge we got from it said piercing no good. No knowledge you got would indicate in any which way. Great. Then yeah, I'm gonna attack with Red Destino. I think you can all see now that I've moved away the artwork for the vines, how large this creature is. It is indeed taking up a 10 by 10 foot square as it's lashing around in agony, having been shot and blasted with spells. And Grip goes charging up. Give me that attack roll. And I've already forgotten charge. Um, Plus two. Plus two. So that's gonna be, and I'm using my, I've got the guidance. Great. So that's going to be a plus 10, plus 12 all day. Mm. Uh, seven, 17. Mm-hmm. <gasps> 17. I rolled a five. Um, oh, <laughs> 17. I'm going to I'm gonna shame some of that up. It would be embarrassing to miss would, now. You just ran right into it, it and really hasn't done anything. Embarrassing. You probably ran so. through a little bit of bird shit on the way. And it's like, <laughs> Ooh, 17 plus six. So a, a 20... Is that how that works? Mm -hmm. And that blow lands. Red Destiny strikes into this gigantic boa constrictor size assassin vine. And that's going to be 1d6 plus 5. Nice. There's no no damage for the charge, right? Correct. I always want there to be. You do. Uh, That's a 3 on the die for 8 points of damage. Oh, nice, nice. Solid blow. I don't think this creature's going to get a turn. Up next is Ray. (laughs) Uh, yeah, Ray's gonna move right up next to Grip. 
Are you charging? God, charming side Why by not, side. right? Why not? Right? Feel, feel, let the rage empower rage. you. Empower oh, me. stop it. So, also with the guidance. So, plus two for the charge, plus one with the guidance. Plus five with the morning star, bludgeoning and piercing. 16 on the die. 24. Nice. Keeping that? Yes. That is a hit. <laughs> like and I just said, this creature is not getting a turn. That's eight points of damage. And it wriggles, lashes in the air, and slumps into a defeated massive greenery with green sap oozing out of it on all sides. You know, these creatures, they're pretty powerful if they catch you by surprise, but... Uh, I would love it? for you to narrate what this fight looked like from Tolly's point of view. <laughs> uh, Tolly just observed you kick ass. I mean, let's let's be honest. You all talked a little bit. Dora stood up in the boat. The three guys got into a line on the shore. Blast. Bang. Run. Run. Boom. Dead. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I wanted to ask if uh, Ray gets all that XP. <laughs> <laughs> Do we level? He can have my XP. Oh, thanks. Oh. Well, it's probably going to be really fun in the cave. Fourth level fun. I think we should go back to town and have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> yes, after all, we've done one thing. Let's, Let's call it a day. <laughs> we'll see you Big next time. week. Time for totally that bath. <laughs> First round's on me. So what... Uh, as this creature is is dying, what Grip and Ray see up close there is a 10-foot-wide cave entrance that's sloping steeply down from maybe about 10 or 12 feet at the mouth down to around 5 feet, so Grip's got a duck. It is a dark, wet, mucky, muddy, stinky cave. Reeks of... It's, it's, you're inside of a, a limestone cliff, and it reeks of wet mulch and rotting plants and there's also kind of a, a sharp pungent uh burny smell like disease i don't know <laughs> I, we're, we're, I i i strongly suggest you start licking things and see what happens so it smells like mulch and burning yes yeah like, like there's sulfur no like smoke oh. like 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 Leaves burning in the fall, kind of like that kind of. It's that romantic. Mm, more like campfire burning, pungent hair. Things. Oh yeah, it smells like burning hair, wet dog. And immediately behind the assassin vine is another curtain of a thick curtain of of vines and greenery, uh, blocking off whatever whatever lies behind. Is there is there writhing again? Perception check. I'll get off the boat and All right. come up. Tor gets off the boat. Tolly is just gape-mouthed. Oh, 29 perception. What are you doing? Looking. Where are you looking? Oh, moving up. At the at the additional vines behind it. Okay, so you're going to step up to where Grip and Ray are in the mouth of the cave and check out the that little entrance entryway there? Yep. What'd you get? 29. Right in front of Grip and Ray. Good thing they didn't go any further you do find a cunningly hidden tripwire rigged across the cave entrance. You track it to the sides, and you find two spring-loaded blades that would have slashed from both sides to attack anybody going through uh, either side of that cave mouth. Cunningly hidden behind outthrusts of rock there, and um, the tripwire itself cunningly hidden on the ground. Nasty. Disable device. Give me a check. Uh, 24. You are able to disable it, and you do notice the blades appear to be smeared with some sort of plant-like paste. Give me a, give me a craft alchemy check. 31. You recognize this as malleus root paste. It is a uh, contact poison that... Ooh, wow. It's a pretty high, it's a DC 16 poison uh, that attacks the dexterity. So it would it would slow down, uh, lock up your muscles, stiffen you, make you move slower, make you less dexterous if it got into your system. And, oh, it's got a, 
whew, its frequency is one check per minute, so it lasts <sighs> like it keeps attacking you for like six minutes, yeah. unless you get the uh, make one of those successful saves against it. Whew. But you have successfully disabled the trap. Thanks for finding that. Perhaps you'd best go ahead. Would you mind, Roni? That was awesome. Thank you. Sure. What should we do for light? I'm gonna. I mean. Would I don't think we're going to be able to hide because they just heard like a big boom from my alchemical torch. Correct. So, uh, would you just light up my gun? Yes. Shoom. And Roni is emitting light now. So Roni moves his way up through and around the giant carcass of the assassin vine, past the disabled poison blade trap, up to this next curtain of vines. You can check that out. Yep. Another perception check. Uh, 19 or 20 with uh, trap finding. You don't notice any traps nestled in and amongst or around this second curtain of vines. It seems to just be uh, more of a mundane curtain there. You are, the light, the daylight, such as it is from outside, is ending at about this at this point in the cave, about 15 feet in the mouth where you are. So you're getting close to that point where if you didn't have that light spell, you'd be running out of light. So things are getting a little dimmer. The ceiling's getting a little bit lower. The ground is getting a little bit wetter. There are all sorts of uh, footprints of what look like humanoid feet. And you're also starting now, Roni, to pick up sights of what looks like, oh gosh, picture like an elephant footprint, something kind of circular and two or three feet in diameter sporadically in and amongst the humanoid footprints. <laughs> Is there any kind of knowledge check to be made? Nature? You could try nature. Also, I'm reloading my alchemical torch. Got it. Ray rolls a 22 for the nature check. <laughs> An 11. <laughs> so when... When Roni points these out to you, Ray, don't have too much information to go on here, but you are aware. I love this. This is all you. You know about this shit, I guess. You are aware of multiple different kinds of ambulatory mushrooms that might leave, quote, footprints in this sort of nature. A little impossible to determine exactly what this is, but it's it's probably a big a big plant creature of some sort. You guys are gonna think I'm out of my off my gourd here, but gourd. Heyo. I think it's some kind of like large mushroom hopping around on one stalk. Great. Hmm. Clustered inside the cave mouth, Let's whispering go about mushrooms. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go find this mushroom, man. <laughs> Pushing through. <laughs> Pushing through. What's the chapter with mushrooms? A shortcut through mushrooms. A shortcut through mushrooms. Okay. We're none of us hobbits. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Just wait for Ray to die. Uh, oh. It's only funny because it's true. The anticipation of what yours is going to be is killing. Is it? <laughs> Unless we've already met met them back in the the sleepless. I couldn't say. So pushing through that curtain, you see that the cave, getting lower and lower, moves toward about ten feet to what appears to be a a wall of timbers lashed together with twine blocking the passage ahead of you and there is a branch off to the left to the west there immediately on the other side of this curtain again it's uh, the the reek from the left from the west there just right next to you roni is very strong like rotting mushroom smell in the air it's thick and there is a it's not like the air is thick with spores to say thick wouldn't be quite accurate, but as the light glowing off of your alchemical torch fills the air, you do notice lots of particles floating there, little white bits. There are definitely spores of some sort uh, floating about hither and yon in the air. 
I am going to take part of my shirt and kind of pull it up and wrap it around my face as like a like a little a little thing to help me breathe. Got it. To, to not that. inhale some of these things. I'll do the same. All right. Yes, if I can do the same, I will. Um, and Ray, just to you know, bounce back onto your first observation here, you do know that a lot of plant creatures, especially a lot of mushroom-based plant creatures, are highly poisonous. So if anybody wants to do anything with that information, they sure can. Do we have any antitoxins? Oh, that's a good idea. I think we do. Oh, I've oh, got one. I do have one. So what do you do? You if just... you drink a vial of antitoxin, you get a plus five alchemical bonus on fortitude saving throws against poison for one hour. Drink them if you got them. That feels very worth it. Does everybody have one? Yes. 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 I shall do that. As will I. So here in the cave mouth, brushing aside the vines of this curtain, we've all downed our alchemical remedies. What do we do next? I'm going to move to the... I'm, I want to look at that wall and make sure that it's actually not a trap first. Straight Great. ahead. You're going to move up ahead 10 yep. feet to that to that wall of... Yep. Checking as I go. <laughs> Give me a perception check. 29 or 30 when looking for traps. So you move up to this, uh, this barricade of timbers. As you go, you've got a view to the left, to the west there, of a chamber off to the side, another dark limestone chamber, just reeking, reeking of mulch and mushrooms. And the ground seems to be covered in a, in a carpet of mushrooms and fungus, not harvested here. And, you know, as you sort of examined the stuff outside, you recognized what was useful, what was valuable. This just looks like uh, mushrooms of the unharvestable or unuseful, uh, unuseful type. It's quiet and dark and dim in there. It looks like you can't quite see to the opposite end of this cave, but you kind of get a sense it's about 30 feet across, kind of a bigger open space there with a low ceiling. You get up to this wooden barricade, and it's indeed made of small tree trunks lashed together with thick twine, and you see loops of rope on either end of it that have been lashed to it, uh, apparently just serve as handles. And it looks as though this extremely heavy, like 400 plus pound thing is is an obstacle that is designed for somebody with enough strength to kind of muscle it aside. It's wedged into a kind of runnel in the ceiling there. So it's sort of the equivalent of a door, but a door that provides a whole bunch of protection, keeping things either in or out. Uh, there's no lock mechanism. There's no trap associated with it. It just seems cumbersome and heavy to deal with. Could I use disable device and my uh, uh, magical dagger to cut it so that it falls apart? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. I like that idea. All right. 29. Oh, wow. So obviously when I do this, like I'm having to kind of like tuck my alchemical torch or hold it in my off hand while I have my actual hand using the the, the uh, magical dagger. Love it. I am, however, keeping that hidden from Grip's view <laughs> <laughs> as I do this. It's hidden by my body. As I'm looking at the amount of time it takes to do disabled device checks, I think I would categorize this as a simple device. So this will basically take a full round action. Great. As he is working away at it with his dagger, everybody give me a perception check. Roni. 26. Ray. 23. Dora. 21. Grip. Grip rolls 11 on perception checks tonight. <laughs> Roni is tucked there against this wooden barricade, carefully slicing through lines of thread and tangles of vines to make this thing fall apart in the most efficient way. He's completely focused in on his work. We're all sitting there in the quiet, now really really getting a sense of a kind of an acrid smell to the smoke that you can now at this point tell is coming from the other side of that barricade as, as little holes are opening up in this wall here as Roni works. And just as Roni is finishing his work and this collection of timbers clatters to the ground all around him, something appears right behind Roni. Uh, materializing 
out of nowhere. It is a tripedal mushroom about eight feet tall <gasps> with a gaping, yawning mouth of toothy rocks, and it goes to attack Roni. And that is the end of chapter 40. Oh, shit. Dark Nexus is a creation of Plug and Hum Productions. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Inc. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com slash community use. And for more information about Paizo and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. That's P-A-I-Z-O dot com. Dark Nexus uses music and soundscapes by Sirenscape. Check them out at sirenscape.com. That's S-Y-R-I-N-S-C-A-P-E dot com. Opening and closing themes along with additional music composed by Rob Kozlarik. Artwork for Dark Nexus is by Matt Walquist. Special thanks to Toy, without whose generosity this project would not have been possible. And thanks to DMCP, Richard and Ari, Paul and Shannon, Chris, Scotty, Jason, Jess, Joe, Chelsea, Matt, Dave, Darren, and everyone we've gamed with over the years for all the memories and inspiration. WTPK. Oh. <laughs> Brilliant. Love it. Two tags. Season good. two tag. <laughs>